You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 101. Damn, teacher, you look different today, bro. <laughs> hey, dude, how's it going? How are you, man? <laughs> hey, man. So, so for the audience, I want to introduce um, our producer, man, uh, Richard, man. Um, welcome, dude, to the show. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, man. This is awesome being on with you, man. This is a dream come true, actually, for me. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are happy, man. You know, that's good. <laughs> so basically, man, the reason that teacher's not here today is because last minute he had a, uh, he sold a piece from the Oceanside Museum um, exhibit that he did. <clears throat> and then basically the buyer, uh, yeah. yeah, the buyer asked him to um, just do a few things, uh, I, I guess, you know, to deliver it to him, first of all. So he actually went to NorCal and delivered it is delivering the piece and he's also working on some projects with the buyer too, man. So, uh, um, that's, that's awesome, man. That's yeah, I mean, him, like, man. you know, I'm never gonna, right I'm never gonna basically hold teacher to this cause, uh, uh, basically, he, you know, this is his, uh, this is our show together basically. But of course, if he has an opportunity to get, uh, paid and you know, I'm not going to stop him basically too, man. And, uh, you know, later on we should be having a uh, gorilla one, uh, Eddie Donaldson, man, joining us uh, as a guest host, man. Um, hopefully, he can join us. A legend. <laughs> Dude, I know, I, I know, you bought a piece from. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Tell, tell us the story, man. I mean, you, you bought like a Shepherd Ferry or. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was getting into the street art scene too, with, uh, you know, just like you started seeing people, you know, artwork on the street and stuff. So I started taking pictures. And, um, and then, uh, I was one day hanging out in Melrose with my brother and there was a shop that was there and it was like, uh, seemed like low key, you know, but I looked in and they had a bunch of like street art type of artwork in there, right. Hanging on the walls and stuff. So it looked, it, you know, it wasn't like what a year slit was this? gallery. This is probably about 2014, I think around that time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Around 2014 ish, I'd say. And so, uh. So I went in there with my brother and we're like checking stuff out. And he had all this work from street artists that were doing work on Melrose and in LA and stuff. And um, so I asked him to show me some pieces that he had. And he, so he started showing me around and uh, he had prints and he had some stuff from plastic Jesus. And um, he had some show? real cool. Yeah. He had some real cool, like dirt Cobain, those um, Sardet pieces with half a face. Yeah. That looked they were badass man it's like and they were like different colored like the canvases were like different colors and then he would have like a half a face on like a, a yellow canvas a purple canvas and just you know spray painted and stuff really cool and uh so i looked at those and they were going for a good price but um you know when he showed me the shepherd fairy pieces and then he had some uh, plastic jesus uh well, real quick print real quick i'm gonna bring up the uh i'm gonna bring up the uh the pieces that you're talking this yeah the there you go right yeah, yeah, so you the, see this one here with the purple face, half a face? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, faces on the street. That, yeah, so he had that in his gallery. So he had these these hanging there, and they were originals. And I thought nice. they were, like, badass. I, I think he wanted uh, – at that time, I don't remember. They were, like, 
75 bucks each or something like that or like 200 Dang, for the set yeah and i thought so too i thought wow this is really this is really cool price but when i saw the posters they were cheaper right so they were like he was like all right i'll sell you a uh, a shepherd fairy poster for like 35 bucks you know and i said all right i'll buy that one and then he had a couple of plastic jesus uh one with the armstrong with the uh with like uh the drip where he's on the bicycle it was a screen print and and he's uh, he's got yeah, like yeah, a drip yeah, and yeah. The Lance Armstrong yeah, so, one, right? Yeah, the Lance Armstrong, exactly. So I bought that piece. I think it sold to me for like 25 bucks or something, you know? And then wow. he had another piece with uh, the little girl with the spray can uh, saying, I want to be a celebrity. Yeah. So I bought that. And then he had this uh, another piece that was, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah I just, and they, and they, were signed, they were signed in number too, which was so much cooler too. Not, what number do you so have, dude? Do you remember? Um, you know what? I got it hanging in my other office. I could go look real quick. And no, 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 I, I need you on the show, man. Or else, I, or else yeah, I'm just talking I, to myself. But it was like, I think it was like about maybe, there were like, I think there was like a total of like maybe 125 and I was somewhere in there, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Like maybe 75, 35 out of 150, 125, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the Shepherd Ferry piece was uh, this poster i've never seen i've looked on the internet and i've only seen it one time a picture yeah, that's that's one of them too okay so this yeah, is the other classic jesus piece nice that i want yeah, exactly the one. yeah <laughs> mine the one i got is the is with the pink uh lettering okay so i hung that up it's in like my, this one in my bedroom with my wife yeah, so my wife loved it when she saw it she goes oh that's so cute i love that yeah yeah so, uh, your so wife I, is I, also I, a uh, connoisseur of street art right um, not really, to be honest. But she does like some artists like Bumblebee. Loves you. She loves that stuff. And, Friend of the uh, show, nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I took her. I've taken her to some of the shows uh, for Bumblebee, which she's you know, and uh, she she really digs the whole kid art thing and uh, and the and the you know those kind of graphics. She loves. Yeah, that. In fact, yeah, I got yeah. one here, you know that I bought for her. <laughs> I Damn. bought her an art. I bought her a Bumblebee art book as a present. And then, so she showed, you know, she, she looked at it and then, and after she looked at it, I said, all right, great. So I, I kept it. I put it in, in my art library. <laughs> Dude, man. Talk about being a good husband right there, man. Buying street art for the wifey, man. Hell yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, so, man, tell it, us about the Shepherd Fairy piece though. Yeah. yeah so, so he showed it to me and then I, I have enough. I used to, I bought some Shepherd Fairy posters from the Obama campaign when Obama was running in. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And I wanted the hope uh, that they were selling. And um, the pieces were going for like 12 bucks, man. Um, wow. From the Obama campaign, you know. And then, uh, so I ordered some, but they were sold out. So there was this other one called Be the Change 2009. It was an uh, inauguration poster. Mm-hmm. And so I got that one. And uh, so when I went to, when I was talking to Eddie Donaldson, I said, hey, I'd like to get an Obama hope poster, you know. Mm-hmm. from Shepard Ferry. And he said, Oh, it goes, yeah, it's going to be hard to find. And they're worth a lot of money now. And then, so I said, well, I have one of these be the change ones. He said, Oh, hang on to that. Cause it could probably be worth a lot of money uh, eventually, you know, but I, I still have it. I hung on to it. And, nice. um, but, so we started talking about that. So then he showed me another Shepard Ferry piece that was like this, uh, something called herb or something URB. Okay. And I guess it was from some, uh, DJ show or something or some mm-hmm. festival. Uh-huh. And so it was pretty rare, actually. It wasn't, it wasn't a very common piece. And uh, so he had it and he sold me that one. And then the two plastic Jesus pieces, you know, and then I said, Hey, I'm going to come back for some more stuff, you know, <laughs> and then uh, he gave me his card 
And, but when I went back there a couple of weeks, he had already shut down or something, or he had closed shop and some stuff was still in there. And I, I looked in, the shop was closed. I knocked on the door, but no one ever answered. And then I tried calling him on the telephone and that's it. I couldn't, I couldn't ever reach him again, but I still have the card. I still have his business card. Oh yeah. Well, you, you know, know, like I said, man, especially now that you, you, you know, you work to help produce the show, man. Uh, you know, don't worry. Eddie, Eddie like, uh, is always supports us, man. I just saw him yesterday, dude. It was real cool. I was able to, uh, uh, dude, meet a lot of cool guys, man. I was at, uh, a, a mural painting and then, um, basically, uh, uh, I met Estevan Oriol, man. It's so crazy, man. Like, the, yeah, you know, yeah. you know the photographer, man, and you know Menso was there, All right. man, and I was just like, I was, I was like, you know, I was able to shake his hand, but I didn't, I didn't want a fanboy, you know what I mean? And I just wanted to go right, right. there, right? So, uh, like I said, we cr yeah. I drank a beer there, man, and then just said what's up to some people, and then uh, you know, it's always good, it's a good time seeing those guys, man. But um, yeah, you it, know what? It, it is, it is kind of interesting when you go to these art shows and you meet these artists that you kind of admire, or that, you know. And you go, wow, it's like the guy's right there. You know, like, maybe I could talk to him. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I, I did that with uh, an art show out in uh, Laguna. No, was it Laguna? Uh, Malibu. Yeah. And uh, Hijack was doing a show, right? Oh, and so man. Hijack is one of my favorites. Brainwash. Yeah, Brainwash was right, right there, you know, hanging out. So I said, hey, I got to go over there and talk to Brainwash. So I went over and said hello and got a couple of pictures. And then I wanted to take a picture of Hijack, but Hijack said, so he goes, oh, no, I don't take pictures. I, I don't want to show my face. And I thought, at first I thought, well, what's the problem? You're better looking than I am. You know, and he's, and he's like, oh, no, because my art's kind of like illegal, you know. I said, oh, okay, I get it now. You don't want to show, yeah, you well, show your I mean, you know, you know, like I said, every every artist has their preference, and especially on the show, yeah, we try yeah. to respect it, man. Right. Um, you, you know, as you know, yeah, we've been yeah. doing this show. We just had our, you know, 100th episode, basically. And then uh, we always, yeah. you know, there's so many artists yeah. that, that we want to yeah. uh, promote, basically. And then, you know, but like I said, even if they, if they don't want to come on the show, we still share their uh, art on LA Street Art Gallery or feed. So, uh, you know, for, for the audience listening, man, if you, if, if you follow the show at PTTP Show or at LA Street Art Gallery, man, you can just keep updated with uh, what's going on in the LA Street Art scene. And uh, especially with the podcast, man, I always say it's the, the lifeline of the street art community, man. Cause yeah, all I think so. And you know what? I've, I've learned a lot about other street artists that I knew nothing about from listening to your podcast, you know? Well, and, it's our uh, podcast, right? Reached, <laughs> well, that's why I reached out to you when I started listening to it. I said, wow, I go, I'd love to work with these guys and get involved because I kind of like got into that scene too, more like a, a spectator fan. You know, I mean, I tried to get up some pieces on my own. You know, I didn't really have quite the nerve for it, you know, but I tried a couple <laughs> of times. I ran into a couple of street artists doing their stuff out in the street. In the Dude, middle of the that's night. amazing, yeah. man. Dude, we're, we're, <laughs> Yeah. I feel like, honestly, man, I feel like when we can get back in the studio, man, I missed you guys, man. I, I miss freaking yeah, yeah, you know, Johnny. Here, I miss Kent, man. I miss, I miss all those guys, uh, all you guys, man. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hanging out in the studio. It's just a different vibe, man. It's like a party, you know yeah. what I mean? And, <clears throat> oh, it's totally cool, man. It's like, the last time we did, yeah, the last one we did together was uh, for uh, uh, Michael Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. MRGR. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also Franklin that, Marshall III, too, right, basically? Well, yeah, they were there, and then there was another, I think there was a girl there, too, I forgot her name. Uh, yeah, we did three interviews that night. It was uh, the girl artist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amy Marshall Smith, man. Shout out to a couple other guys. Shout out yeah. to Amy Smith, man. She, she you know, yeah, it's Amy funny. <clears throat> it's funny, yeah. like, I remember her talking on the podcast. She was like, 
oh, I haven't got up in a while, you know, and then she was like, it, yeah. uh, street. but now because of the whole pandemic and all those panels and everything like that, like right. she's been, yeah. she's been painting with, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, you know, all those people, man. So it, it's just, uh, it's just dope, man. Like I said, I miss you guys, oh, man. Yeah. M MRG, yeah, the whole here. fine art. It's been, it's been a while, man, you know, since that episode, man. But, um, yeah, but yeah, hey, man, yeah. you know, well, I'm looking forward to getting back with you guys when, when you get, go back into the studio, man. That's for sure. Well, shit, I man. I mean, that. I mean, to be honest, like, we, you know, whenever you're free, man, we're, we would love to have you on and join us uh, on the Tuesday yeah, nights, man. You, you know, yeah. I, I know uh, like yeah. I said, it's, it's not the same. The but... Five months, man. <laughs> <laughs> you cut your hair like, yet, man? Like, no, dude. Like, I can't even get a haircut. I've been Some guy told me, it's like, you know what? He goes, I know a guy you could get a haircut. And I go, okay, where? He goes, a Puente. In his garage, and I'm like La Puente. Okay, I, I, I go. Well, what's he charge? He's like twenty five dollars. Go twenty five. Hell, that dude. I ain't paying twenty five dollars. <laughs> like you know, I get my haircut from some lady here at twelve bucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. No, you know man. what? Let's see. Uh, you know, I I want to introduce our guest because I see, I see him. I see him in the waiting room, right. man. So basically, I just want to, you, you know, I, I don't think he needs an introduction, man, because, uh, you, you know, he's basically a well-known street artist in the L.A. street art community, man. It's, it's Ruben Rojas, all man. Right. And uh, so I'm going to let him in, man. All right. All right. Awesome. Welcome, Ruben, man. How's it going, bro? Dude, how are you guys doing? Hey, Good, how's man. going? All right. Surviving the All pandemic, right. man. Uh, basically, <laughs> I, I think you, I already introduced you before. This is our producer, Richard, man. Normally, as you know, teacher uh, hosts the show with me, man. Uh, he had a last-minute engagement that, uh, you know, I can't, I can't stop a brother from getting paid. You, you know what I mean? So if he has an opportunity, I was like, hey, man, go for it, dude. And uh, <clears throat> we were just talking about... Uh, Eddie Donaldson's supposed to guest host with us today, but um, I'm not sure if he can make it. Hopefully, he can join us, man. You know, this show is a free-flowing show, man. So uh, I would say if he comes in the party, man, you know, we'll just let him in, basically. All right. So, uh, uh, but for now, you're gonna just gonna have to settle to talking to uh, me, me and Richard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but anyways, man. Dude. Yeah, I hope I could. I hope I could rise to the occasion, man. <laughs> the first time on. <laughs> Well, real quick, man, for the for the audience, before we int introduce uh, uh, our guest today, man, um, Richard, man, he he's worked, you know, in the TV industry uh, for a long time, man. We're ha so happy to have him help out as our producer, man. I wanted to bring him on the show real quick to introduce him to the audience. After all, this is episode one hundred and one, man, and uh, for the past however many episodes we've been because of COVID, <clears throat> we've been outside of the studio, and uh, we we just been basically doing these Zoom calls, man. I know a lot of people started this uh uh doing artist interviews um during the zoom conference man and i've been watching your interviews ruben man it, you, you know you've been talking to some artists right ruben mm -hmm. yeah Thank man yeah. i mean I, I, who, yeah. who you've been talking i've been seeing you do some of these interviews online man like uh kind of like chatting with other artists basically right whoever wants to have a conversation right no um <laughs> Garen, uh, we did something really early on. Friend of the show, yeah, he's been on the show as well, man. Awesome. Hey, I think I, think I recognize some of those, uh, some of that uh, artwork in the back there. It's like I think I've seen that. Of course, man. Yeah, Dude, that, that, that's uh, that's Ruben's that's Ruben's uh, uh, signature uh, art piece. I would say, man, basically the love, right, man. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I, I was real excited to talk to Ruben today because, uh, like I said, man, I, I love it. I love it when, um, uh, you know, like I said, we get to know the 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 personality behind the artist, man. You you know, so uh, so, dude, Ruben, I, I want to kind of like uh, start the show uh, real quick. So, where are you from, bro? Where are you joining us from today, man? Are you joining us from your studio? Yeah, so I'm in my studio right now, and uh, I'm born and raised in LA. So I'm a native Angelino. Through awesome, me through, too. And I'm in yeah, same here. Yeah, not enough of us. Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> We got three on one call at one time. It was pretty Dude, cool. that, that's, that's insane, and, uh, especially for the creative industry, right? Everybody's like a transplant out here, man. And then uh, normally, but like I said, Richard grew up uh, in Hollywood, actually. I grew up in West Covina, man. How about yourself, dude? I grew up in the Valley. I'm in Santa Monica now. Okay, nice, nice. What part of the Valley, man? I mean, uh, Deep Valley or like... <laughs> I'm always Wait, curious. Panorama City. <clears throat> okay. No, it's cool because I, I grew up in SGV, the other San Gabriel Valley, man. You, you know, so uh, West Covina, man. And uh, uh, I, I, like, I think, Richard, you grew up in uh, Hollywood, right? Richard, but, yeah, like right there. I mean, I was in Fairfax, man. That's where I kind of grew up in that area, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the heart, well, like, when, you grew, when you grew up there, there wasn't. I went, to, I went to high school there, Fairfax High. That's where I went to high school. Awesome. Yeah, okay. When you so, grew up there, there wasn't yeah. such a big street art scene in that district. It was sure. more, when I was growing up, like as a teenager, um, going to high school there, it was more of like a punk rock scene. Mm. You know, like there were a lot of punk rockers that would hang out there. And then yeah. eventually it went like, uh, I guess after like mid 80s, it turned into like a new wave kind of thing with uh, like, you know, with, with the new music coming out from England. Uh, like uh missing or you know, well, missing persons, I believe was an LA band, but they had like, uh, you know, when K-Rock started getting really huge you know with richard blade uh, dj and then they brought they all these british actors started coming then it, it got new wave-ish the music like oingo boingo duran duran mm. so the thing kind of turned into that kind of thing in the like in the 80s when i was going up there you know yeah definitely. and then it yeah so Ruben, yeah man, so that's what it was like back then yeah you grew up in panorama city man it's awesome to talk to a, a fellow angelino man you know like i said um pretty much were you in the valley and then when did you make i mean when did you just kind of start to do your art thing dude because uh you know like i said I, i've known your art and just just you know i've never been able to have a chance to talk to you man so it, it's real cool to get a chance to speak to you today man uh let me see if i could sum it up quickly so i've been an artist my whole life you know i, I got through in high school at junior high i would design the book covers because we had to cover our textbooks and people were like put my name on it put a character cool yeah. 25 bucks you make some money. It was a good way to make money. Damn, man. But I was just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I would put content on it. Like, but that's the whole year. Like, it was, it was solid. Full color. It was cool. <laughs> nice, but, nice. Uh, Hustling early, uh, man. Hustling early, dude. I like that. Hustling early. You got to start early. Yeah. But uh, I was a three-sport athlete. So I, my focus was really sports. Football, soccer, and track. That's all I cared about. And then, you know, parents are like, get good grades, we'll get you a car. So, of course, I wanted a car, so I got good grades. And then I played sports. That's all I cared about, skating, biking, and all kinds of sports. And then I went to school to be a doctor. So I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. So I've got a lot of degrees in uh, chemistry, biology, and all that kind of education. Nice. I'm a chemist wow. as well, so, too, man. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 So definitely. we can uh, balance <laughs> equations and titration. Yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, Talk molecules later. somehow, somehow I ended up in real estate, mm. made a lot of money my first month. So I'm like, 
I'm going to stick to this path. Just under well, eighteen thousand dollars month, month one. Jesus Christ! Nice. <laughs> so okay. my, I'm, I'm, I'm 22 years old, making a lot of money. I'm like, I nice. think this is good. I'm guessing do this that is, for a long time. I'm guessing this is before the housing bubble burst, basically, right? <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. um, I can see where this is going. <laughs> You know, fast forward it, had cars, houses, boats, you name it. 2008 comes, lose everything. Boom. Bankrupt. Um, you know, laid people off, went through all my savings. Oh, uh, found myself back to square nothing. And I had to start over, you know, build a credit from scratch, do that. For the next year, I was in limbo. Ended up in finance. I was like, hey, go try insurance and retirement planning. So I'm in this other hustle hard business yeah everyone tells you no but i started doing well and i started going down that path five years into it i'm miserable i'm like i'm in another thing where i'm chasing money again and i'm trading time for money it was good work what i did for people was really good i i, I was able to give some disability claims and unfortunately i did do a life claim at one point too so i know this stuff works and it's important for people and, and you know i have all the retirement planning and stuff set up for myself now so old Ruben's going to be really happy. So it's good that I learned all that. But halfway through that, I was miserable. Went to a leadership workshop. I was sketching on a piece of paper, designing a hoodie. And my buddy at the time, now business partner, James recently connected with him, Evan. He said, we got to get that on the wall. And that shout led to, to my first mural. So shout out to Evan. I always say, and what your granddaddy. So this is around 2008 when the... 2014 now. 2014 now. Okay. okay, got it. So, so in 2014, right. I painted my first mural. Um, but again, no one tells you, go be an artist. Go out there and do this. There's no school of it. I didn't go to school for it. I'm not trained in any capacity. You're told to go be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, work yeah. in those kinds of corporate spaces. It's just like the natural thing to do. All right. So you go down that path. But then uh, for the next few years, I am battling. Like, I got to make money, so I'm going to work, putting on the suit and tie, and doing the finance thing. But, like, I'm an artist. I've always been an artist. How do I go do that and start dabbling and doing more? So then I started testing myself, and I said, you know what? What if I take on some art jobs that paid some money to prove to myself that I could survive? Yeah. So prior to, you know, getting a brand and building your brand and getting to know how you start doing things. It's good practice. Were you, you, were execute, you selling book you covers again? <laughs> I'm, <No>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. No, I, 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 we, we've, we've, we've hey, graduated book, to, to writing back in the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I always just love it because I, I, I wanted to kind of like just throw it back real quick before we get on to your full-on art career, man. I always love it because it's like, <clears throat> I think from a young age, a lot of people like they already have that hustle and they already have that art in them. And then we're kind of as adults, man, we think society kind of, oh, it should be one way. But at the end, we kind of just revert back to our old habits, man. <clears throat> so just tell you a little bit about myself. My first hustle <clears throat> in high school, man, was I would burn CDs because I was one of the first kids on the block with Napster and then the, the, the fucking CD murder. <clears throat> Right. And then so, I mean, I, I burned CDs and I was slang them for four bucks a pop. OK. And then the thing is, like, I would buy a spindle for like two of 200 of them, sometimes steal them from the, the computer shows, you know, at a Fairplex right there. And then <clears throat> I'd be slang them. And guess what I do today? I'm a I'm a DJ, man. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm literally kind of still doing the same kind of stuff. man. I love that that early on, you, you know, you, you 
thought of this, hey, I can design book covers for 25 bucks, man. And, you know, uh, tw you know, 15, 20 years later, man, you're actually still doing that, man. I don't know if you ever thought about that, but I always thought oh, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, well, it's I, I can I can raise you your CD story because I was known as the CD guy on college campus, and because I played college football, that also. Oh shit! Where did you go to school? College of the Canyons. Okay. So okay. Cool. My my father built computers, so mm. I had one of the first computers to burn CDs. My brother right. figured out how to get stuff early, and <clears throat> I I told my dad, look, get me some stacks, build me out ten computers because it. Well, people didn't realize you could burn a CD, you know, not that anyone does that now. At one point, it was 10 minutes. But when we started, it was like four hours and <laughs> yeah. then two hours. Yeah. So, so I had 10 computers going at a time, stacks of these things. And then I'd, I'd sling them for five bucks. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, was, going to, I was going the Chinese way, man. I'm going to undercut everybody by a dollar, man. You know, everybody else is selling by, by five bucks, man. <laughs> But, yeah, but people, started, people started doing that. So then I'm like, you know what? I got something better. Because what I would do is listen to the album, pick out my favorite songs, right, and yeah. make the Ruben mixtape. So I started right. just slanging the mixes. So you were a DJ kind of bucks. too, man. A, a little bit, right? I mean, back in the day, dude, DJs were like people who were like played songs on the radio too. You know, now that song, bar that, that job barely exists now. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Hey, but, I, uh, I, I people would tell me. Right, yeah, that? people would always tell me you have some secret list you look at and you put these together i'm like no i just put the ones i like off the album together <laughs> and put them in an order and then i name it put a little bit of art here's the cd the yeah. art man the art i think is is the key thing man you branded with your art early on man i, I was you know what <clears throat> i was like that too because back in the day you know it's so crazy because you, now you can just literally google youtube any fucking song spotify any fucking song in the world man like for the kids that listen to the show, man, like back in the day, straight up, I would go to Ontario Mills and they would have a version Megaplex uh, a superstore with all the fucking CDs there. And then you would stand under this thing with headphones and then you would scan your fucking CD and then it, you can pick out like the songs that you can listen to. And I would just spend all fucking day at the record shop. Now, I mean, you don't even have to leave your fucking house, man. You, you know, it's just YouTube, everything, man. So the thing I miss yeah, about... Hey. Hey James, check this out. Back in the day, if you if you liked the song, right, you had to buy the whole damn CD. You couldn't just buy the track you wanted. You had to spend thirteen dollars or something to buy one track, you know, because and everything else might have been a throwaway, but it was that one song that you liked. It's expensive, man. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, man. And you know what? Sometimes you <clears throat> sometimes you would buy that song for you know because you love that song and you couldn't wait just to hear it on the radio or you would tape the right. fucking radio right you, you know what i mean oh, yeah. right. you, exactly. the cassette tape and then when the radio's playing you just fucking hit that thing and you have that horrible ta uh, tape his quality but anyways man we're, we're digressing man i want to i want to kind of jump back into uh <clears throat> ruben ruben's art man so so basically you, you know you kind of started uh, you, you're a college athlete by the way this guy's fucking ripped man check out this guy's instagram dude uh ruben is a beast man he's a specimen dude you, you know what i mean honestly i would call this guy an adonis man seriously very handsome dude man but anyways you're playing you're playing uh, you're playing uh you, you know at the college of the canyon what, what sports did you play man you said you played uh um soccer and i ran track okay dope man yeah and then, and then so, after so football i did crossfit competitions hey and what what high school did you go to which which high LA, school la baptist L.A. Baptist. Nice. All right. right. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Awesome. 
So, dude, man, so uh, t- tell us a little bit about your co- college football, man, because, uh, y- you know, I mean, that, we don't get to talk to too many college athletes on, on, on this show normally, man. We talk to, like, graffiti. I mean, I, you know, we talk to a little bit of everybody, man, but you're definitely the first college athlete we've had on this show, man. I mean, what kind of experience was that, man? I mean, uh, y- you know, was, you wake up early and, you know, you studying at the same time and kind of stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about that experience, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we'd get up early. I'd be on campus by 7 a.m., um, do as many of my classes early as possible because you start training come, you know, come to, you're getting ready to go do some weights. You're getting ready to suit up, do whatever, you know, medical stuff you need to do, get taped up, all that. Then you're on shoot the practice up. field by <laughs> three. No, none of that. I, I thought you said shoot up and for a second. Anyways, go, go. Shoot up. Yeah. Put on our gear. Our yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I never experienced or came across any of that stuff. Okay. We ate a lot, a lot of buff and to get big. Um, and just the way. But uh, yeah. then we'd be on, on the practice field. Yeah. By three, and then yeah, we're there till you know it's basically seven to seven at night, Jeez. every night. And then if you need to study, you go home and you do what you need to do. And I, I lived still in the Valley, so I commuted there every single day. And oh, that's geez. six days a week. Game it days for Saturdays. So can, um, can I, it's a commitment. Hell yeah, man. Lot- yeah, for sure. Dude, man, like, I was never friends with any uh, uh, college athletes, man, because those guys were too busy to be my friend, man. I was always smoking and partying and drinking and, like, you know, talking to chicks, man. These guys are, like, always, like, you know, work it out and studying. I'm like, damn, man. I always envy the, the commitment of these guys, man. But hey, real quick, actually, Ruben, um, what's your ethnic heritage, man? Because I know you grew up in LA, right? Just curious for the audience, man, so they can get a better picture of you. I'm Colombian. Oh, dope. Okay. Um, dude, I've been to Colombia, man. Wild fucking place, dude. Have you been before? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me oh, tell yeah. you about my experience of uh, Colombia real quick, and then uh, you, you could take. Uh, uh, Rich, Richard's Cuban American man, right? I, I, I did. Uh, I had a layover there once, and I lost my airplane ticket before I boarded. Man, these guys with rifles are like checking my docks and stuff, and I don't have my airplane ticket. Yeah, it's oh, hardcore out there, man. Yeah, man. Okay, so so the, I first get off the plane at, before I was just doing layovers and stuff like that, right? And then yeah, the, right off the plane, I mean, there's guys with rifles and dogs like just yeah. sniffing you yeah, right. like right away, you, you know. And then, uh, yeah. so anyways, when I got to, uh, I only went to Bogota, basically it's on top of a mountain, <clears throat> really, really high and uh, a beautiful area, man, you, you know, super cool. And there's this one main street that it just always has traffic on it going like one direction. But here's the, here's my little uh, takeaway from Colombia, And it's the only place in the earth that I've ever experienced. And I've traveled quite a bit. <clears throat> um, when we were in the taxi, uh, every single time a, uh, homeless person or a, I guess a you know a beggar or something like that would come to ask for money the taxi driver would actually roll down his window and give him money every single time <clears throat> and oh, I started wow. yeah I was like dude this is crazy like I've never seen this I was like man the, the Colombians are so <clears throat> kind to like uh, <laughs> yeah, you know right. their people right and they I, I, I talked to him he was like no 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 look at you know look at he's holding a two by four basically every single time he would go and just lightly tap each one of the 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 tires uh you know he's like it's better for me to just give them cash than to worry about any um retaliation basically 
So, I mean, that oh, was the, <clears throat> so for me, that was like just a clear takeaway of a lot of undertones. You know, the place looks beautiful, right? And the food's amazing. The people are really nice. The women are beautiful, man. But there's just this like undertone of like understanding of like, hey, shit can go down, man. Is, is I mean, you're nodding your head, man. I mean, uh, is, you know, what, what do you think about that experience? Is that something like uh, common to you, man? Uh, no, I, I've never had that experience. Okay. <laughs> but shit can go down anywhere. You yeah. take a wrong I don't think that happens with a native. You can literally leave Beverly Hills, make a turn, and you're in the, the not right spot. You're like, wait, I was just there. But uh, yeah, you're you're right. You're yeah, right in L.A. Columbia had Columbia had a hard time where we didn't go. As a kid, I went, um, spent a whole summer there. We actually beat Argentina in uh, a soccer match, which was insane because the country just partied on this little kid. I'm like, what is happening? Everyone's giving you shots. I were the end. It was amazing. <laughs> Um, and then I went back many, many years. So no, I didn't go back until like 2016. I was in Cartagena. We built some houses. Uh, my wife and I raised some funds to build some houses. And then we had a really good time in Cartagena, which is a different area of Cali, where some of my family's from. And then I've been in Bogota. But if you go now, I mean, you go to Bogota, it is street art central from top yep, to wow. bottom, skyscrapers. Yep. Art is everywhere. And if you wow. go to Brazil, Sao Paulo and Rio. Yep. Batman Alley, man. Those cities are, are some cities that I felt, you know, angsty energy, but I mean, oh, covered yeah, yeah. in street art. So you've got artists all over the world. And, and that's yeah. what I start seeing. And I mean, I've been to, we were just in Morocco. This is the first year I've been grounded. COVID, thank you. <laughs> um, right. I would have been at a few countries by now, but yeah, totally last year it was Morocco. Um, you know, spent time in Vietnam and Japan and China and Thailand and you know, wherever we can go. But uh, every country is completely different. Every country's got its problems. The one thing that I see the most in travel that I think is the biggest lesson is so much less. Sorry, can you say that so one more time, man? You country. cut out for a second. You said the one yeah. thing we don't have You said that the one thing that you saw the, in the hold on. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're good now. You're back. Okay. I say the one key takeaway that I've gotten from my travels is that people in other countries are so much more grateful with how little they have. They have less than us. We have so much, yet we don't have enough or don't think we have enough. And and then we're not un then we're unhappy. So oh, I yeah. mean that's just a whole another and we could go down that whole path. But I mean, that's what led me to, to art again. I was in this career that I was just not happy and I didn't have a purpose and I wasn't finding myself and money wasn't gonna satisfy that need or that urge. And finally, I got the courage, long story short, I just stopped going to the office, did art full time and then that took off. So here we are. Nice. Well, the office space, you're just like, I'm, I'm gonna stop going in. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that movie back in the day, but. Uh... No, you know, I have a similar story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fax machine, bro. I have a similar story to you, actually, and it involves street art, too. Actually, I was working. <clears throat> why I started uh, this podcast, uh, it started from LA Street Art Gallery, basically. We're an online blog that we've been documenting since 2011. And how that blog started was that I was a pharmaceutical rep in the Melrose and Fairfax area. I literally would deliver drugs to doctors. I mean, I'll carry a stack of drugs and basically deliver the samples to all the doctors in that area. 
<clears throat> and things like, you know, as I'm walking, I'm just seeing this amazing fucking art pop up all over the place. I mean, this is 2010, 2011 kind of uh, time, yeah. you know, and uh, it, it was just amazing. And I was like, dude, some, nobody's taking pictures of this stuff and putting it on <clears throat> online. So I was like, let me find a nice little name for it and uh, start a Facebook group. And then uh, 10 years later, man, uh, I would say that, you know, um, we have a nice little community that we've built. And uh, through that, we have a nice little podcast. And what we want to do is kind of uh, connect all the artists together because they're kind of all following the speed. And uh, we love to promote their art. And we want to give artists a little bit more of a platform to kind of show their personality behind the art, man. Um, we've done projects with like BMW. We've done projects, uh, uh, you know, with a lot of other companies that I can't slip my mind right now, basically. But it's a little bit similar to Beautify Earth, man, basically, where we basically work with businesses to kind of get a, a street art angle to uh, whatever project they're working on, man. So, I mean, maybe this is a good time to talk a little bit about uh, you and Evan's project, Beautify Earth, man. I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yeah. About it. All right. Let's Let's go back to, so then Evan and I met, I paint my first mural. He already had a movement called Beautify Lincoln, where he was trying to just beautify Lincoln. Lincoln's known as stinking Lincoln. It's really ugly. So putting up some murals and some art and something simple on that street started changing the thoroughfare. That became Beautify Earth. It's a nonprofit, 501c3. So for the past seven years, it's been a nonprofit, still a nonprofit. We've shifted our focus to schools and and just doing any projects that, you know, how do we connect art to like homelessness and education in schools? And the fact that schools look like prisons, that's a problem, right? They shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be beige boxes. It's terrible. Yeah, right. um, yeah. I visited both public schools and prison. They look the same. I think it's the same color beige. Same kind of food too. <laughs> same kind of food probably too. Um, and then recently, you know, we, we've done so many cool projects around the world. As a collective, we've done about a thousand murals all the way wow. to Brazil, Haiti, mostly in Santa Monica and across the country as a nonprofit, literally scraping pennies together and knocking on doors and trying to make it happen. No one is like, we're not lining our pockets with money here. It was for the passion of the art and what we're doing. And we, we've got to work with a lot of really cool brands and cities and things but it's really hard curating projects. It's really hard to get walls. It's really hard to work with artists and everyone putting it all together. So yeah. a year ago, I mean, the idea percolated from a little bit before that, but a year ago we launched beautifier.com. So the .org is a nonprofit. It's all under one website now and we call it the .com. It's a for-profit. It is a tech platform. It's software. Think of it, best way I like to say it's the Airbnb of murals. Ah, dude, so, I love it, man. I, I please tell us. I just brought up your website, man. But yeah, I've always like kind yeah. of like dreamed there was something like this, man. And when I saw Evan uh, on LinkedIn, man, and I saw that you guys were working on this, I was like, dude, I gotta connect with these guys, man, because they're actually making. I'm too dumb to make this shit happen, man. I I think about these things, you know, you know what I mean. But the tech aspect, man, uh, it's it's hard, man. But anyways, uh, go on, dude. Beautifyearth.com. I just brought it up. So um, you can go on here, and if you're a wall owner a landlord, a business with landlord permission, someone, you can register your wall, put up a photo, log in, put up your creative brief of what you're looking for. Hey, I'm looking for an ocean theme or a conservation theme or geometric, or I want a quote on my wall. And you can set your budget. You could put, I don't have a budget, don't know what a budget is. 
or here's my budget. Artists can go on there, register their profiles, put examples of all their completed murals, and they can connect and talk to each other. Um, it's like know, a dating site, man, for businesses yeah, and, uh, exactly. and artists, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's evolving awesome. over time. I mean, no one tells you that you start this thing and it's going to be easy. Um, <laughs> again, it's, it's just, it's hard work. And we also now have organizations and we have sponsors. So organizations are like business improvement districts, um, city art orgs, anything under that capacity that's either doing a beautifier the nonprofit was doing, and they could sign up, have their page, register walls, manage their communities, or you could be a brand. You can be a brand that comes in and says, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. You could start finding your walls, your artists, and putting it all together. And obviously, we still have the hand-holding uh, walk you through. And we're still doing a lot of it. I mean, it's not fully Dude, automated, but we'll go there hey, 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 uh, Click on featured walls and see if you guys... You guys can have pictures of the walls you've done? Uh, you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll click on the explored walls. Yeah, like see, let's, see, let's see what kind of walls they got. So explore walls are available walls. Um, okay. The one that had, I think it was... Oh, uh, wow. Dude, this so is like those are Airbnb. Walls that are available? Oh, those are walls that are available to paint. Yeah. Okay, got it. Amazing, right. man. These are wow. available. If it's got a green dot, it means it's got funding of some capacity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, everything, it's a marketplace, so it is negotiable. You know, they may have a rate of, you know, 3,000. You're like, well, I'll do it for five. And if you guys could come to an agreement, you figure it out. Um, if you go to artists, then you check out all the artists that are on there. And yeah, see down here, just on featured there. walls. Click on that, see what that's other oh, artists. Walls are, oh, right here. Okay, okay. So these are the walls that are, that are featured. Oh, or, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, so we got, the, I, I just clicked on some of the artists. artists. This is David Puck. He's been on the podcast before, man. I love that guy, man. Right. He's such a nice soul, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so this is his profile. Amazing. Right. And no right. one's, inclu- and no one's exclusive to us. They can, yeah. This is just another place for you to show your work. Create Exactly. It's a resource. You don't have to work with us. You don't have to do anything on the platform. But we're also now making the URLs to your profile shareable. So it could be marketplace.beautyart.com slash artist slash Ruben Rojas. And you can use that. It's kind of the LinkedIn for the the artist that doesn't really exist. And eventually we want to flush that out a little bit more. But I've got a good chunk of my murals and stuff there. So it's easier than, hey, go look at my IG. Or, well, I haven't updated my website. You know, I'm painting faster than I can code my website, mm-hmm. but on here I can load it up real quick and it's on there. So people are like, I want something like that or like this or like that. I got to so, I, I got a hand to you real quick, this. man. There, there's this, uh, uh, we've had Corey Maddie on the podcast as well too. And audience, if you haven't checked it out, man, go check out the episode. She's a fucking sweetheart, man. Like it was such mm-hmm. a fun episode, man. And, uh, you, this is a collaboration you guys did, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Wow, that looks pretty nice. How did this come about, man? I mean, did you meet her on the street, or was it a slide into your DM kind of thing, or how how did it how did it all pan out, man? Just curious. I, uh, I want people to know, like, you know, some people are shy, you know, you know what I mean. So it's like I, I, they're always curious, but yeah. It was a it was a combo of everything. Actually, she slid into our, our <clears throat> platform, and it painted that first wall, um, for COVID, and then we did we gave her a second opportunity on this street. And we did this for free, like out of our own expense. Some of these wow. COVID murals, a lot of that stuff, we were doing it because it's important to do that for humanity. Like I painted, you can't quarantine, love is six feet apart, the black light, all those were painted out of my own 
dime and a quarter. That's because art is much more important than us always getting paid. Yes, we need to get paid. Getting paid is important. But that's not the only reason we do it. And that's where you can see the difference, right? Like Corey's out there hustling. Again, she's doing them for that same attitude. And on this one, we just like, let's just do something together. Hopefully, love, put it together. And this is what this came about. And that turned into a beer can, actually. Um, Nice. We're getting the... uh, And that's uh, that goes to Meals on Wheels. Again, this is charity on us. And then we released a print together of the same thing. Um, just to, you know, there's got to be a way to make some money off of it after giving so much from the art. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I, I, so we did a print release and it's available. Dude, man, hmm. nothing, nothing but respect for you guys, man. Honestly, hey. I didn't. What's up? And I had a question. Are those all like uh, all that love? Um, that's all hand painted. Every single. Uh, when yeah. You, when you, and, yeah, and they, they come out the same every time. Yeah. They, yeah. It looks very uniform. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, oh, damn, man. Yeah. I totally yeah. thought. I totally thought it might have been a stencil. Man, what? Well, damn. Yeah, that's what I it, too. Dude, it, like it, I'm looking at for, for the people the who are just for the people who are just listening to the audio because that's the majority of the audience, guys. Uh, dude, man, I, I just see like calligraphy in the back, like just love, love, love. And every single time it's like the same to the point I thought it was a stencil, guys. So, I mean, go go over to Ru- Ruben's page, man, and, and just ch- check out uh, his page. You know, this is, a, this is a good time to do our little segment, man. We, we do a little segment called Check Your Feed. So uh, we got a little sound bite for that. One second. Check your feed. Check your, Check feed. your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. <laughs> <laughs> pull that up real quick so <clears throat> basically we're gonna go to uh ruben's page and kind of just bring up a few um of his most recent posts man and uh uh kind of ask him is this the instagram page right? yeah they, uh, this is ruben's uh instagram page yeah well i i see one thing that we got to talk about right here man bam man dude congratulations man thank you I, yeah, all right. When's the uh, when's the due date, man? Because this was seven days ago. We're seeing the uh, the 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 baby scanner, man. I can't uh, think of what that's called right now, but um, uh, yeah. ultrasound. That's ultrasound. ultrasound. There you go. He he, she. Uh, we haven't announced, so I can't tell you. He or she, um, is due on February eighteenth, which is five days after my birthday. Amazing. I hope it stays that way. Cause I don't want to share and I don't, I know they won't want to share. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always, you know, it's funny. Our, our social media coordinator, Brittany or, uh, for LA Star gallery, she has the same birthday as her dad. And I always say, man, it's like, it would be like the pr- best birthday present for that birthday. And then the rest of the birthdays, you're just like, Oh man, now I got to share my special day with the kid. You, you know what I mean? So <laughs> congratulations. And then it's only hey, going to be about the kid. So then you really disappear. Hey. Hey, my, my daughter was born on uh, Friday the 13th, so. True <laughs> <laughs> story, man, so. That's doing, great. That is a good. great number. I'm a big fan of 13. That's my favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to, dude, man, so I'm going to pull up this next, uh, like, again, I've just got to show the, uh, the audience on YouTube, man. <clears throat> um, you know, look at these in detail, man. They all look the same, bro. So you got that, like. Yeah hand to uh what do they call that man that that uh motor memory movement like when you play an instrument you, you know what i mean so like yeah that's awesome man and dude i love i love the positive messages that you always have like 
uh, change come from within, man? I mean, do you think of these yourself, man? Or are you looking through like a book of quotes, man? <laughs> no, so I actually have a ton of poetry that I've written. Oh. I have a poetry account. And okay. my poetry book's going to be coming out. I'm actually working on it right now where I'm melding all of it all together. So most of it is my own poetry. I've got about 550 poems. I've only probably published about 200 of them. And for wow. the longest time, I'm like, because we kind of started at the same time. And I used to write under the pseudonym Ben, Ruben Ben. And that account started growing. And I almost had like 6,000 followers when I, was, when I was just starting it. I'm like, why did I start a separate account? Anyway. Um, so I've started incorporating that into my works and always I was thinking, how do I put my poems in there? How do I put my poems in there? And I don't like just doing love walls up until recently. I had only done two, I think one's in the LA zoo and one other one, but I'll do it and then add my poetry because now it has the full it's to me, that's full and complete. Just doing that by itself isn't complete to me it's not enough I'm, I, it doesn't deliver the full message i want to mm. i want you to know why i'm doing that and where it comes from and when i'm allowed allowing myself to put more words that's awesome man uh, it, like, yeah interesting. that says i loved you before i knew i loved you oh and, dude. And that's about self like that's like can i it's mostly that's where it all comes from oh dude i like i like that because you know my i'm, I'm such a I'm such a sap, man. When I, when I heard that, man, I was thinking about that Savage Garden song. You know, I, I knew I loved you before I met you. <laughs> Anyways, man, the street art, the graffiti audience listening is like, oh, what the fuck, man? This fucking. Anyways, man, no, I just. It's just... He's a DJ. He's a DJ. Hey, I produce pop musicians, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, I'll listen to classical all the way to fucking death metal, man. Hey, like, you know the thing is uh, like doing like a poetry album where you actually like read your poetry on like, you know, on like a, you know, a recording or something like uh, what uh, Jim Morrison did, like, you know, you know like uh, from the doors. Yeah. I would read record it in the studio. That was, that's pretty awesome stuff to do too. That's a good idea. I like that. I've yeah. done something yeah. where. I actually wrote down like a bunch of my murals in order, um, the titles and the, the, what the message was. And then I hit record and I freestyled for seven minutes. Yeah, and I, yeah. And they're... I right. recorded it and recorded this seven minute thing that then I filmed as a four minute motivational piece with my murals. That's right. kind of out there, but it's not really public. Yeah, and you can always add some music to it too. And so, you know, it's like, word, yeah. Yeah. Dude, man, it's like, if you, if you ever, I, I've actually like uh, worked with, there's been a few poets who's come on this podcast too. One, uh, let me just pull them up since we have the uh, technology here. Actually, um, there, there's a there's a guy that that's the Amsterdam street artist actually called Laser Three One Four. I'm actually gonna do some work with him. I'm just gonna pull up pull him up on the feed. He's a graffiti artist, but he's also a poet and he writes all these different things. And uh, he's gonna send me some of his audio, man. And then um, and then uh, we're gonna kind of work together, man. So, dude, I would love to produce some music for you too, if. Uh, uh, you, you know, as we as we go down the line, man. If you have anything of the spoken word, we've also had my life in yellow, who's a, a sticker artist from New York, man. She she's also a poet, and we have one of her um, uh, poetry books that we've uh, promoted on the show as well too. I'll just bring her up for the YouTube audience real quick. So I mean, you know, the poet the poet scene and the street art scene is also well connected too, man. Mm. And I, I love that too. When people kind of take it to the next level, it's not just one image. Sometimes it's like, Hey man, my hand, your handwriting could be actually the art itself and the, the message, no, yeah. you know, Absolutely. a lot of times, man, I, I love yeah. that, man. 
And, but, but, you know, yeah. I don't want to discount the love wall, man, because like you've been kind of making some different types. So I love this like gloss on, on matte one right here. This, this black on black dude for the black mm -hmm. lives matter, man. I was like, dang, mm -hmm. I, <clears throat> I love that because you know what, man, I learned something cause we have a graffiti spray paint line coming out called ghost go basically go spray paint. And you flip the bottle around, it actually says OG on it, basically. It's made by the inventor of spray paint, Seymour. Okay, uh, Sycamore, basically. It's a company. They're making the cans for us. I I'm going to send you some, too. But I learned that, basically, most graffiti writers don't like to use gloss um, because, uh, basically, it's very hard to get an even layer on there, man. So when I saw this piece of this gloss on matte, dude, I was just like, damn, dude. I mean, this is clean. Yeah, right. Like, but then the gloss tends to drip more now, or is that an issue when, when you're painting with gloss that it, it tends to like drip a lot? Or no, it only when they're hotter. But sometimes it depends. If I'm using, I mostly use you know the universal caps, and mm -hmm. that'll get the consistent one they usually see. But I've been using the ones that come standard on Montana Blacks, which is fatter, drippier, more splattery. It I gives see. it a bigger tip. So it depends on what I'm doing. I don't mind that. Actually, one thing you'll notice is like this is a splatter version, but the drips are always the same. Mm -hmm. Always, always okay. the same. Wow. Like this is with this one. Usually, if I use the universal, it's going to be just the L. But when I use the, the, the black fat cap, it's the fatter cap, it's going to give me more. And then, uh, like, here's another black one. Nice, man. We're for the oh, dude, that, that's on canvas, basically, right? Yeah, that's canvas. So nice. I, I I paint everything on unstretched, so that when it's stretched, the art actually wraps around the edges. Oh, okay, okay, nice. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that, that's my sculpture. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Right, that's like the wrap around. They call. It. I think it's called a wrap or something, right? Wrap around. Gallery yeah. wrap. I, I think. Yeah, gallery the, wrap. Yeah. Term. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, like, that, that comes out really cool. Well, shit, man. Yeah, you I see mean, a lot of you'll, you'll see some paintings where like they'll paint just on the surface of the canvas, and then on the edges, the paint's all kind of like kind of messy and stuff. So that, that wrap gives it a nice aesthetic there, you know, like. Yeah, you know, I, I when I sell a completed work, I want it to yeah. be like you could hang it like this. You don't have to frame right. it. If you want to frame it, go for it. Right. Uh, if I know they're framing it then I may get a pre-stretched canvas because it'll speed up the process mm -hmm. since everything has to be cut, framed, stretched, takes a little bit longer. But for the most part, it's always a full wrap. Like this is, this yeah. corner is full of just completed works that are 16 feet long, 10 feet long, eight feet long. You know, I, whenever the next show happens, it's going to be huge. And then these are these sculptures. Oh, Wow, dude, amazing, what's man! That, what what's that sculpture made of? Is that like uh, what's that a whole material? Bunch of stuff. So those are those are each eight feet tall by mm -hmm. a foot thick, high density foam, MDF oh, on foam. top to make it harder, hard coat, elastisol paint, and then just all the regular paint, and then my spray paint. Wow. Yeah, I got a hand man. Those, working, with, working with styrofoam, man. I would never be able to do it because the sound of crunching styrofoam is probably one of my most hated frozen yogurt cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's worse than like uh, nails that, on a chalkboard. For hundred yeah, percent, you, you know what I mean? It's like a bowl of nails on a chalkboard, man, to me. But uh, um, real quick, man, we're, we're, we came up on an hour, man. That time blew by, man. So, but uh, I basically want to ask you one last thing about uh, some of your influence, man. You, you know, like. 
you know, who, which artists influenced you and like kind of like a little bit more about your creative process, man, and, and like how you kind of get started and uh, get motivated, dude. That first question is really tough because I like everything and I really try my hardest to not be super influenced. You know, I look at things, I look at colors. I'm like, oh, I like what he, she did with that color palette. Like, I'm a big fan of art that I'm not doing. So like Picasso from back in the day or Basquiat, what they were doing. I don't do art that way. Um, you know, Tristan Eaton, current artist. Love what he's doing. How oh, he yeah, yeah. The juxtaposition. I mean, dude, that dude is sick. Uh, Let's pull him yeah, up Shepard real quick. I'm going to ask. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Eaton, man, yeah, I mean, he, he's been on the news quite a bit lately, but um, he has some super cool, like, I don't even know how you call it, but let me let me just kind of show the audience real quick since we brought up his name, everybody mentioned, but yeah, you know, he has such such a cool, unique style, man, you see it around town, and then, like, you know, you know it's him, it's kind of like a collage, but it's just, it has all these colors, and it definitely just, like, pops, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean, so, uh, yeah, shout yeah, it's out like to, real vibrant, yeah, yeah shout, shout out to Shout out to Tristan Eden, man. But anyways, um, dude, I, I just had to ask you, man. <clears throat> have you heard of um have have you heard of uh Curtis Cullig, basically? It recently I've come across his stuff. Okay. Now, um, I'm just curious because it, there there is some influence, I mean similarity there, and I just wanted to see if he, he influenced you because I've done, it's pretty pretty cool stuff too, you, you know what I mean? So uh I just had to ask, yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've recently seen his stuff. The the person that people are always like very similar to is like Gold Crown. He does the hearts. Okay. Um, but or you look at other anyone that's really on the motor like Jason Naylor, bright, colorful, positive, things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, here's the here's the I see what you're saying. He does the hearts. Um, let me just share it with the audience real quick. But like I said, man, you know what? I feel I feel like yours is super clean, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a repeating an image for uh um you know for effect basically right so i mean there are similarities there but like i said it to me it's like look how clean yours are man and they all look the same dude like you know i mean like there's like a there's like a difference there but that's cool man can you tell us a little bit yeah and he owned i'm always like no that's james just go message you want hearts message james he's the guy for that it's <laughs> awesome man no that that's that's cool man uh, what about your it's like, like people ask us all to do wings i'm like no call it miller go find <laughs> her you want wings yeah, i'm go. not gonna paint wings sorry yeah uh <laughs> dude that's that's awesome shout out to colette man she was our uh uh second episode man and um, we recently you know had a recap of some of her uh, clips that was came on so yeah she's such a sweetheart man shout out to colette she listens too so um Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your kind of like creative process, man, and then we'll let you go because I know you got a lot of work in the studio to do, man. Uh, my process, it, it, it really depends. So if you see the majority of my work is very positive. So if let's talk about the premise of work. We either operate out of love or we operate out of fear. That's it. Everything else we're making up underneath. I'm happy, yes. I'm in Jubilee. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> All that is just stuff under love. I'm anxious. That means I'm in fear. I am scared, fear. I'm nervous, fear. So the world is always telling us that we're not enough, that COVID is going to kill everybody, that Trump is the devil, that everything out there, we could be in a panic and hide in a corner, right? 
but that's not the case. We can look at finding solutions. We could be proactive. We could take responsibility. We could realize that we're worthy and we belong here. And we're exactly who we're supposed to be. And that's operating out of love. Not saying it's easy, but you've got to look at the positivity and everything. So mm -hmm. all I'm really trying to do is show people that there's another way to look at life and that's living through love and looking at it through the lens of love and color grabs our attention and makes us feel good and gives us memories and grabs us to emotions. So I use a lot of bright color and we love differently. Food, art, music, video, storytelling, mothering, like all the things that we do is how we love. So there's no right or wrong way to love, hence all the colors and what I'm doing. Um, even before the stuff going on right now, heavily with Black Lives Matter, I've been doing black and white walls or backgrounds and that's a nod to racism and things that have been going on. Like I did this piece in 2018 and showed it in 2019. I love that, man. One, one arm is black, one arm is white. And, and that's the word that's got love like in the, in the whole piece yeah. is made of the word love, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, I, and I named that piece Humanity. So like there's always been a little bit of a nod to looking at skin color and looking at skin tone. And being a brown guy in the middle, we have a different experience of everything. We're not white, we're not black, but we're brown. You know, it's, it's still another thing. But I don't, we can look at all the negativity around that and say, that is why I'm where I'm at. Or we can say, let me take that to my advantage, take responsibility and go out there and be a boss and show the world that I can use love and that kind of mentality and move forward. So in a lot of murals, you'll see, the inspiration is, you know, be humble, or you belong here, or gratitude, or love rises, or all the different things. You know, I've got a bunch of designs like we rise by lifting others, and things like that. And it's just mm -hmm. reminders of everything so positive, that comes from man. that space of love. Right. Yeah. And it's about positivity. That's you know, a great. I did movie. a TED talk. Yeah. You did, I a, did TED a TED talk, talk a couple years ago. No shit. So it's out there. You can check it out. Let's um, pull it up. Taking for the back our city quick. one wall at a time. Let, let's just yeah. pull it up with audio. You know what? I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and splice in um, some of the uh, some of the highlights, actually. But uh, do we? Let me see if we can pull up like a trailer or something like that, just real quick. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Um, when Kobe yeah. died, Kobe was huge for me as an Angelina, so I did some Kobe mural. When yeah. Nipsey Hussle died, he wasn't as big as important to me. So if I was to go do one because it was the trend, that would have gone against everything that I am as an artist and what I'm doing. So I'm like, I'm not, I didn't do a Nipsey mural. He didn't hit me the same way. But Kobe, mm -hmm. I did two. One's a four-story one downtown of him and his daughter filled with loves. And another one says salute. Um, and it had all the names of the victims. And that happened. That, I painted that one like two days after. Um, There's Ruben yeah. doing the, yeah, that, that's the, the TED, TED talk, talk, man. Um, damn, man. I how can you tell us a little bit about that experience, man? Like, how did you set that up? I mean, because um, I, I, I've, you know, like I said, it's it's always a, uh, it's so cool to be able to do one of these, man. They, you know, so for many many years, I'm like, I'm gonna do a TED talk. I'm gonna do a TED talk. Awesome. I'm do a TED talk. My dream is to do a TED talk. Why? I don't know. I mean, it's terrifying. I get the call. Hey, do you want to do a TED Talk? We're oh, inviting yeah. you to be at Venice Beach TED Talk. I'm like, terrified. Yes, I'll do it. Screaming inside. Oh, I don't want to do this. What am I going to talk about? But it was like this give and take of like love and fear just happening at the same time. Your body reacts the same way to love and fear, right? Fly or flight. 
You go in for a kiss that first time, you're, you're, you're crushed. Butterflies, heart, sweat, all the things. You know you're about to get into a fight or you're in a dangerous situation. Butterflies, heart rate, sweat, right? It's kind of the same physical reaction. So if you're gonna react the same, you might as well do it for a good reason. So it was terrifying, but it was exhilarating and I got to do it. I'm a big believer in just throwing it out there and things and I see a lot of things and then they end up happening. Whether right. it takes a couple of years, you know, it doesn't matter, but they're happening. So, you know, you just got to say it, believe it, do it, and keep pushing forward. Right. Sure. Dude, I Don't love worry that. where man. anybody else is at. Yeah, I love that, yeah. man. You know, <clears throat> I think that's great, man. And, you know, we always kind of talk about... Go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah, go, go out and go for it, man. Definitely, man. I, I mean, I know that sounds a little bit like trite sometimes, you know what I mean, and generic, man, but it's the truth, man. At the end of the day, uh, <clears throat> this is a recent thing that, and I think we'll just pretty much end the episode with this, man. Ruben, you, dude, you've just been a wealth of knowledge, man. I think at the end of the day, I've, we always talk about like artist feelings of like, hey, I'm not getting uh, the opportunities that that guy's getting, man. I think you're right. A lot of times those feelings of negativity or uh, even even like jealousy, let's just call it, you, you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, it, it's actually like a good thing, man. It's all really about the mentality that you have because uh, I learned this this weekend, man. Like jealousy, if you look at somebody like, oh man, they're they're playing a show that I can't play or they're doing a wall that I can't play. Use that as a map, man. Jealousy is a map, dude. It's like, hey, that's where you want to be, man. And as long as you set that goal of like, hey, I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I, I, I know that's what I want to do, man. Uh, I, I think that's like a healthy way to take a look at it instead of saying like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck that guy, you know, because a lot of times us artists, we get in our own mind, man. And then, uh, you, you know, things start to act up. But like I said, to each his own, I always say, man, don't let other people's art affect you. And I love what you said, man. It's true. Positive feelings of, uh, uh, you, you know, excitement and that fear. It's actually the same feeling, man, that adrenaline rush, that kind of like mm-hmm. blowing out of the fucking top. Yeah, like, I like aspire to inspire you know it's like get you know i love others. that yeah, and exactly. then like what Great. you just said james about fuck that guy fuck this fuck that's just breeding negativity so what are you going to get in return you're getting that same attitude back to you but yeah it's, it's really simple it's like oh cool that's awesome good like Ain't- we rise by lifting others cheer for others success see who's cheering for you see who's not cheering for you right pay attention to those things because life is now, and it's never the right time until you make it the right time. No one's going to do it for you. Damn, man. Dropping knowledge, man. I, I, you know what? We got to just basically yeah. leave it at that because, dude, I, I'm getting, like, all motivated now and shit, dude. I'm going to write a song later, do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> anyways, Ruben, man. Shit, dude. I, I, I knew – I never talked to you kind of before this whole thing, man, but I, I just looking at your artwork, man, I knew this was going to be a great conversation, man. I knew it was going to be full of, like, positivity, man, and – you know, inspiring, man. So I definitely, when we get back, man, and when Teach gets back, dude, we want to kick it with you in the studio and crack some beers or uh, do whatever, you know, you know, hang out in the studio in person, man, because it's totally different. Richard's going to be there producing the Hell show. Yeah. And so, uh, it for the work, you know, we'd love to invite <laughs> we'll, you we'll, back. We'll, we'll drop some beats and do some spoken word. Yeah. 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 I, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, and also Dude, you know, yeah. I, I you know what, man, we're we're we've been we were supposed to have a St. Patrick's Day uh, podcast meetup, and you know, as you know, COVID hit right in March, man. So basically, it got canceled, man. So I mean, when it comes out, man, I, dude, let we have a few other poets, man. 
uh, if, if you're down, man, we'd love to kind of have some, some uh, performance, man, and just kind of all hang out and get to know each other in the community, man. Because like you said, I think, you know, spreading and breeding positivity, man, it's just like, it's always a good thing, man. If people hit you with that negative energy and you just hit them back with love, man, they don't even know what to do a lot of times, man. <clears throat> you, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're in shock. Like, hey, man, I'm trying to be mean to you. And this guy's just letting it like, you know, you know, you're rolling with the punches and smiling back, man. It's like, it's not even about taking the dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's not even about like turning the other cheek, man. I'm not a fan of turning the other cheek, man. It's just like not even letting it affect you rolling with the punch and just like, you know, I love that. And I can feel that energy from you, bro. So I, I definitely I want to jump on at um, Paint the Town podcast with our new paint, Go Paint, basically, as a sponsor for whenever you have some new uh, uh, walls, man. And we'd love to send you some paint, man. So uh, uh, the first batch, man, we'll, we'll definitely send you uh, 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 some paint. And we'd love to maybe even design a can with you, too. You know what I mean? So uh, Awesome. Yeah. I'd love to try it out. Awesome, man. All right. Sounds good, man. So uh, uh, pretty much, man, let's uh, kind of drop some socials, man. So Ruben, if you, somebody wanted to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, you know, go to the website and get a wall or anything like that, what was that website, man? Uh, to register as an artist or register your wall, beautifyearth.com. Awesome, man. <clears throat> no obligation. And uh, it's a sugar daddy site for artists, man. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly, yeah, right? yeah. it's all, it's all, <clears throat> there is no catch. You know, if you get work and you get paid and beautify gets a cut, well, guess what? Your work was brought to you. You got paid. We got a cut for hosting the whole thing. It's right. just like a, yeah. agent, a manager or anything right. else. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the convenient service. That. If you exactly. go and get a project, it's all you. Yeah. Uh, I love that, man. I think that's fair, man. Take care of payments. Like you don't have to bill, you don't have anything. We write you the check and that's it. And you wow. go paint. Dude, like uh, I said, you you actually you actually did it, man. I've always <laughs> dreamed of having that, man. And uh but anyways, props to that, man. And uh what's your what's your social if somebody wants to get some work or a collaboration from you, man? Uh social, so rubenrojas.com. Uh, my website, you check out my clothing line, everything else that's on there. And my Instagram is at Ruben Rojas. Everything is just my name. R-U-B-E-N-R-O-J-A-S. Awesome, right. man. And that's your uh, Instagram too? It's like a... Yeah, right, man. Awesome. Go ahead, go ahead yeah. audience. Give him a follow, man. And you're going to see nothing but positivity coming from his feed, man. So uh, I highly recommend it, man. So uh, Ruben, man, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thank you so much for rolling with the changes, last minute changes we had today, man. It's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get back in the studio, man, and actually hang out with you in person uh, and have an event when this is all over. All right. So uh, stay safe yeah, out there, buddy, good. man. And uh, we always. Yeah, Ruben. It was <laughs> and, a pleasure uh, meeting you, Ruben. Oh, yeah. And pleasure at the end of it. you, too. At the end of every single podcast, basically, since uh, you know we're with Teacher and he does the Teach Peace, basically, we all end it with a peace. So to the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. Right. Peace. Thank you, Ruben.